people deluded i'm back again welcome back to another podcast feeling comfortable doing this podcast stuff sort of now people i'm not even gonna lie to you i'm finally adjusted now we've got a lot to get through people we've got a lot to get through uh it's been manic and i apologize like i just said um it feels like i haven't done a podcast for a minute and obviously arsenal and united we're gonna get on to that of course people they decided to play on the Monday. We had the Champions League. And I can't lie, I've been worked like a dog at in, in my professional life in terms of trying to earn a living, people. So there's been little to no time. You don't know me, I go hard on the YouTube and I'll do what I can with the podcast. For me, the podcast is a bit different from the videos in the sense that I want everything to be perfect. I want to sit down and talk about a couple of things. I don't want it to just be little five-minute pieces and things. That works for YouTube. That doesn't necessarily work for audio. Um, so, yeah. For a bit of context, people, I'm never going to lie to you. I'm multitasking at the moment. Um, Barcelona are playing into Milan. I've actually missed a goal because I just came on from work. I've missed the first five minutes, but it looks like a tasty game. And in that spirit, we might as well. I can't not be deluded, Gunnar, and not speak about what happened to our rival Spurs yesterday. They got a lick up. Oi, oi, oi. I'm happy, man. 7 2. I know Pochettino was compared to Arsene Wenger and all them thing there, but maybe they Spurs took that a bit too literal. In a, on a serious note though, I mean, I'm not going to say a result like that is has been a long time coming, but what I think what what I think that does is it, it, it should make players wake up now. Spurs' form has been iffy to say the least this season. I'm sure many Spurs fans will agree. Um it's been a bit iffy. And in even games they've won, they haven't looked convincing. So I'm sure most Spurs fans, and they should be, regardless of this result, still be optimistic in regards to top four. But I'm sure they recognise this and it's gonna be an up and down season. And to be fair, Spurs were overdue that. I know last season a lot of Spurs fans that I know personally Obviously, they got top four and they got a Champions League final, but they weren't necessarily thoroughly, and I'm trying to use my words lightly here, happy with how they were performing necessarily in the league. So, potentially, it's been a long time coming now, people, in the sense that Spurs have been around for a minute, consistent top four side. We all know back when um, they just started the cycle, they had a number of English players. They always had the two Belgium lads in defence, Ericsson, all of these key players doing good things for Spurs. And... As an Arsenal fan in my 24 years of, of life, it's, it's been the worst time as an Arsenal fan in terms of Spurs because they're doing serious things and they've been a genuine threat. And something I never saw happen in my lifetime has now happened, what, three years on a spin in the sense that they finished ahead of us people. So they've Pochettino and the players have done, um, and the people you don't necessarily hear about have done fantastic work in my opinion. But as we know, as Sir Alex Ferguson rightly said, football works in cycles. That Spurs squad has been together for around three or four years. And like Pochettino, to a degree, it potentially, I wouldn't say it needs dismantling, but Trippier at a point was a key, and I say key lightly because Trippier is a bit iffy, but key part of that side before it was Walker. Rose is still there, but every transfer window, there's speculation. Ericsson's even coming off the bench in the defeat to Bayern Munich. Do you get it, people? So there's still question marks. Pochettino, seeing how Zidane potentially is doing at Madrid if he gets the sack after they lost to, to Club Rouge, I believe, in the Champions League. Could he? Um, could they rekindle their interest? Oli Golasolshar, if that still happens at United, could United rekindle their interest? Would Pochettino feel he's done all he can? Because he's got to feel to a degree... He's got to still believe he can motivate the squad, but he's got. There's not much for me. Pochettino can do. He can obviously still has to do the coaching aspect. He still has to coach people, but it's got to the point now where, like I said, they haven't been the best in terms of form. And there's been games I'm sure they've gone home and said, "Yo, listen, we need to do better at this. Let's work on it. Train and in training." 
Pochettino and the coaching staff can only tell them so many things, people. 7-2, I mean, let's talk about grassroots. We've all been there, people. Not necessarily 7-2, but we've all been on the on the end of heavy defeats. And there's not much Pochettino or the players, I mean, not Pochettino, Pochettino or the coaches, sorry, can say. The players really have to have it out. For me, if I was Poch, and I don't pre, I don't advocate violence and stuff, but let's be honest, football is, is, is a certain environment. He needs to let the players have it out. Just... You hear allegedly they left the change rooms and left Spurs Stadium, the players quite late by their own regards. Mane's just scored, by the way, against Leipzig people. I mean, um, Salzburg. Um, but um, just let them have it out. Let the defenders blame other people. Let the let the strikers say what they had. Midfielders, players that didn't play. Let everybody have it out. Have their handbags out. Moan probably grips up each other. Probably come to blows. And then after that, we're back in training the next day, people. It's on the players now. There's, get the emotion out. What I'm trying to say is get the emotion out in the dressing room and then go again. It's a heavy defeat. I'm not going to lie. As an Arsenal fan, it's absolutely lovely seeing Spurs lose 7-2 and Gnabry doing that, which we're going to get onto, people. Don't think I've forgotten about that. But there's nothing you can say. I feel perspective is that, obviously, don't get twisted, Spurs fan. This is an L, and I'm not going to let Spurs fans forget this, but... I mean, football works in funny ways. If Spurs go through a purple patch of form, this could just be a blank mark, a, a sort of mark on the, on, the, on the form guide sort of thing, people, do you get it? Or if they still get top four, still get into finals, this can be seen as that. They can still get into the top four. They can still actually qualify from the Champions League group. Bayern Munich, same again, please, when they go to Germany. But perspective, there's, there's still a season to be salvaged this season from Spurs and there's ups and downs. But away from that Spurs things, long live Spurs defeats and whatnot. Don't get twisted though. Spurs, if any officials are watching and as much as I love my club Arsenal, if you want to help me realise my footballing dreams and employ me, come let's do this thing man. Need a bag and that. But um, Gnabry people, now I'm not going to sit here and say why did Arsenal sell him this, that and the other. You guys that have been rocking with me, not that I know everything. But I've been bang on about Gnabry and I've been pleading for Gnabry to be here when he was here for time. It is what it is. He went to Werder Bremen, had a long spell at Hoffenheim and is killing it for club and country with Bayern Munich in Germany respectively. Four lovely goals against against Spurs. North London boy. North London is red. I love that Instagram caption from the lad and all the other players commenting and stuff. It was lovely people. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, Gnabry would have been a super player here, man. I know a lot of people would have said if he stayed here, would he have stagnated and whatnot. And there is a... I think he would have still been this good player because Cream always rises to the top people, in my opinion. But potentially, because seeing how it went for him... It, it's funny how life works because would he be the Serge Gnabry necessarily away from his potential people if he didn't go through that hardship with not playing at West Brom, which he recognises. I think I've got the quotes here somewhere, people. I'm going to find it in a second. Um... No, no, I'm not going to find it. Go on my YouTube account, people. I've done a video with his quotes. I'm not going to talk about it again. But that hardship of West Bromwich Albion, not playing at Arsenal, rekindling his joy for football to a degree, playing for the Olympic team in Germany, going to Werder Bremen with a point to prove, Hoffenheim on loan, Ante Nagelsmann, which could have been good in his education as well. Funny, they might cross paths again in their careers, respectively. But going through that, again, with a point to prove. Going Bayern Munich, we all know Bayern Munich is a different ball game. It's one of the biggest clubs hitting the ground running. Club and country, Yogi Lowe said it himself. He's one of the first players Gnabry's trying to call up. And forgive me if I'm wrong, it was a long time ago. But didn't Gnabry play hard against, um, who is it? Was it Holland people? He stressed out Van Dijk. Or did, or did Holland win that? I think Holland won that, but it was a good game for the neutrals. I can't remember. It was last international break, innit, people? 
But would he have been the same player? I believe so. But it's funny what hardship can do for you people. And I won't say Gnabry was in his comfort zone, but coming out of his comfort zone, he was. He was needed. He just needed to play. He just needed confidence. And I'm happy to see him, man. I hope our paths cross at Arsenal again. A bit pessimistic on that, but hopefully. I mean, you're seeing what Daniel Marlin, I just mentioned Holland, he scored in that game. He's going to be another one we speak of and potentially say this. For me, Jeff Rene Adelaide as well, and he's going from strength to strength. The minute that lad gets goals and assists or recognises that I need to do that sort of thing and plays football a bit more cerebral, he won't look back. Now, yeah, man, it is what it is, man. And Arsenal have seen a number of players leave in, in that respect, man. But yeah, man. That, shout out to Gnabry for that one. Um, I guess we should talk about Man United versus um, Arsenal briefly because we did play that Monday. Now, if you, again, plug off my YouTube content, if you are plugged into my YouTube sort of stuff, people, you know I've spoken about that game at length. I've, I've spoken, I've made tactics analysis, which you look, look, ain't really watch, people. I'm seeing like 100 views and that. What is? You know how much I go through watching games again for you lot? Make sure you go plug that. Go make sure you watch the tactical review. But on a serious note, I've spoken about it enough. But briefly, it is what it is. When I look, look to watch the game again without emotion, both teams, yeah, I feel United were on the stronger foot for definitely half an hour and up until the point they scored really and truly. I feel when you look at it overall, both teams did it. It was a low-quality match. Both teams, I think as an Arsenal fan, United had the better chances and more chances to, to dead us off. But there weren't really a quality of chances taken, either keeper... Leno made a number of saves, but it weren't a thing where these chances are necessarily quality chances from either side. Um, I think United played well. I think McTominay did well. I think we allowed their midfielders way too much space. I think just from McTominay pulling into simple positions, it weren't like him and Pogba were doing crazy stuff to make space. Just because our midfield, just they, they, they all go to the same side or they're not, not aware of their shoulders. United, that's one thing I give them. They clearly worked on that. I don't feel we tested them down their fullback sides. I feel... Axel Tshebi did very well in that left back role. I mean, Arsenal fans should remember what he did on Alexis Sanchez when they played us um, a couple of years ago. But I feel he dealt with it relatively well. But I feel that ball out into his channel, aiming for over his head into Chambers, it looked like it was on people. And potentially, as playing devil's advocate, I think we could have looked to take advantage of that more. Um, it's nice to see. I mean, as a neutral, I mean, as neutral emotions, I guess a draw at Old Trafford isn't so isn't too bad. Um, Unai Emery's gone there um, as a manager and drew three times. There was a sort of game plan in, in that we was conceding possession, and I guess on the face of it, we live to fight another day. Personally, I weren't really happy. Um, obviously, Pepe missed a good chance. Saka played extremely well, but I weren't really happy because we're not going out. In, we, we've tried to be on the front foot man I think United tried to be on the front foot they just lack of quality was there initially I feel both teams cowered in the second half to a degree it was good character for us to score as well people but I just feel we didn't go out there trying to really win that game I'm not saying obviously people are going out there trying to score and win people but really I don't even know if we genuinely believe we could get something because United, I told people to disregard the form people. The form is irrelevant of United, at least to this game. As an Arsenal fan, not just United, but plenty of teams, when they're not in good form, they play Arsenal, they look like a prime Barcelona side. Regardless of United, we knew they are going to up it. It's at Old Trafford. There's a, I know they've lost at home a couple of disappointing results in the last few years, but it's still, at least for me as a young man, it's still Old Trafford to me to a degree. It still has some sort of fear factor. It's a big pitch as well. I thought if we went out there and was brave and kind of did what you saw Leicester, Palace, 
even couple teams that have played United home and away, just have a goal. Believe that you can kind of get something out of the game, people. Similar to what people do to Arsenal when we play teams. I feel we could have done a bit more, man. I feel, looking back, I feel Socrates and Luis, for the stick me and a lot of people included, have given them for their mistakes earlier in the season. I think, I won't say they were superb, but I feel they were quite good for from an Arsenal perspective, as good as we can be defensively. Obviously, it's the same old, same old in that regards. Just shout out to Saka and Aubameyang, man. Aubameyang, shout out to VAR for trying to shag us. Um, Silas Ferguson's black card getting declined. And I don't know what that linesman was on. He really tried to shag us out of that one. Shout out to Aubameyang. Never offside. Saka was amazing. I mean, I've spoken about Saka at length. Saka is a quality player, people. And he's going to be a quality player. If we just stand by him when he does go through difficult moments as a professional footballer, he can be a decent player for us, people. I'm not even going to lie to you, look. Um... So it is what it is in that regard. Um, moving on, flicking my papers, people. We've got a lot of things to talk about, as you can see. We're only 17 minutes into the game. What have we got now? Danny Mills has had something to say on Newcastle or regards to Newcastle's ownership in regards to Mike Ashley specifically. I'm going to read out what he's had to say, people, or the segment that I've copied and pasted at work on my lunch break. Um, he said, no, look at the football club. Look at what he did originally. Unfortunately... They've been up and down. He has invested money, not a great deal compared to a lot, but he has got them back in the Premier League, kept them in the Premier League, brought in the likes of Rafa Benitez. You do not need you do need to be careful what you wish for in football. I understand the fans' misgivings, but there are a lot of clubs who are run a lot worse and have worse owners. Look at what happened at Leeds, look what happened at Birmingham, look what happened at Villa for a time. There are a lot of clubs that struggled with poor ownership. He's not perfect by any means. If it was for, if it was somebody in that situation who had a bit more of a repertoire with fans, I don't think there would be as much aggression or it wouldn't be anywhere as near as bad. Mike Ashley can't help himself. That's half the problem. That antagonizes the fans more than anything else. Well, uh, I don't. There's some points I agree with, but uh, I don't. I feel Newcastle. I do think some Newcastle fans that I speak to, I think just because they're a heavily supported club and one of the most heavily supported clubs in the Premier League, they have a divine right to do anything. But let's be honest, Mike Ashley has been poison for them. Yes, you can say technically he's been part of what's kept them in the pre, in, in the Premier League at a time. They have were at a time. I want to say yo-yo, but they there was a bit of an absence from the Premier League. I think you're kind of underplaying Rafa Benitez. Rafa Benitez done a lot for them, and it took a lot for him to leave. I feel for many years at Newcastle, there's been a lack of direction, mismanagement, just preying on the loyalties of football fans and consistently disappointing them like i said i don't feel fans have any divine right to achieve anything but just just there was nothing for newcastle fans to really look forward to beyond kids going and watching their team there was a lack of heart there was a lack of forward guidance and i for a number of years that was potentially missing at my club so i know exactly how fans feel so I don't agree with the be careful what you wish for and all of these sort of things and it could have been a lot worse in the repertoire of things. Mike Ashley is first and foremost a businessman and a good businessman at that, but he's not a football man. You can say football is a very profitable business and we know, but there's also a saying that football is a loser's game for owners, people. So you do have to have a passion for football. Clearly he does not. And that's gonna that's gonna to some degree play on the play on the, the results. You know, I'm not saying every owner needs to 
be a, necessarily care about football the ones that don't and can understand strategy and things like that are equally as great and there's a lot of them in the Premier League you'd be surprised how many executives and people people um, and all them sort of people folks that actually don't know about football simply don't care they're just good at strategizing and things like that and have transferable skills um, at my base level of being involved in football I've come across certain individuals like that so yeah man I don't agree with what he I don't disagree with some of his points but I think it's been worded extremely Kind of distasteful to a slight degree, but whatever Danny Mills, man. Probably still having flashbacks of Thierry Henry, not making him, not making him and that. And he hasn't been the same since. But moving on, people. Have you not heard Max Allegri's learning English? Now, it's inevitable that three clubs in particular will be linked with him. Tottenham Hotspur, obviously, because of what we've spoken about to a degree early on, folks, will be linked with him. Not only that, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the longer that these indifferent results um, kind of linger on at United and question marks over the philosophy and all of these sort of things. Um, he's going to get linked. Una Emre, by the same logic, we're at the end of the day, we're we're still in the top four technically. We live to fight another day against United, but again, long term, is Una Emre the man to employ a sort of footballing style at the Emirates? He'll have to show and prove that. And it's not for me to answer; it's for you guys to draw your own conclusions. But these are the three clubs that will be linked with him. Now Allegri's learning English and obviously the law of the Premier League is here. He obviously obviously football's a small world. He's obviously whether he it's necessarily been Italian managers like Conte and Sari or even Uno Emre and, 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 and previously Jose managing and Wenger and all the current managers now. They all go to the same events and managers conference. He's undoubtedly known known about the Premier League and just as a fan of football, the law of potentially managing a top six club and having his project and things has got to be something that entices him. For all clubs, I know many people criticise his defensive tactics, but in terms of a man with a clear structure and giving players individual jobs and making sure these things happen, you can't look no further than, than Max, uh, Maximilio Allegri people, to be fair with you. And it, that by that lo- logic, it does probably make you lots of... Um, imaginations run wild potentially of these clubs and whatnot um apparently the longer it goes on with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the more he kind of lean into that and it'll be interesting to see Tammy Abraham's just scored for Chelsea people but it'll be interesting to see what happens in that regards people because there's a lot of options obviously the Madrid one it it could be uh, these things never happen but it could be a merry-go-round Pochettino's future he could get a move somewhere Allegri could I personally feel you can't re- rule out Madrid, but what about PSG? Now Tuchel's got a good result in his first week in the Premier Le- in the Champions League against Madrid, but they've lost in the league and they've looked a bit shaky. Now to win the to win the Champions League, they need someone tactically who can take that team to the next level because they've got individuals. It's a FIFA squad. They've got Neymar, Mbappe, um, all the rest of these players. Di Maria's doing his thing. Marquinhos is even excelling in a midfield sort of role. I'm seeing people. They've obviously got Verratti and you saw PSG even last night. They're a good side. But in terms of the latter stages of the Champions League and being calculated, is to call the guy for that. He'll have another year to do it, but depending on their performance in that competition, could the, man- could the management or the hierarchy at PSG get rid of him? Now, Allegri wasn't able to do it with Juventus as well, so I guess some of the logic applies to him. But tactically, I'd have it. I'm not downplaying Tuchel in terms of tactics because he is a good manager. I'm just saying, in terms of the Champions League, what will bring a club closer to that? You could argue Barcelona even missing that because I'm watching them right now, and it's just looking appalling. Really, it's the most on Barcelona sort of play right now. But um, yeah, people, it is well, it is in that regards. So we'll have to see what happens in regards to Maxi Allegri and his future. Um, 
moving on from that people sadly i guess we've got to kind of talk about sad things that have happened in football to a degree you know me i'm never going to shy away from speaking about racial incidences now at least now it's in at least until further evidence for me comes out it's important not to take sides but it's a serious allegation we all know the fa has been looking into the recent clash between Charlton and leeds united apparently goalkeeper kiko cassia um, has been probed in relation to using the n-word after an alleged incident at, um, from a corner kick with charlton's player jonathan Alico, jonathan Lico people he's on loan from west bromwich albion now i have not seen any video evidence or anything at this moment in time for me to say heart, hand on heart cold-hearted um, bang to rights that this guy said it um, so I'm going to be very careful. But if he did, the book needs to be thrown at him. Leeds United need to throw the book at him. First and foremost, before we even talk about this young man making inroads into in his professional career, being racially abused and being degraded, have Leeds footballers have Leeds have a number of black or ethnic footballers within their side. People are Arsenal's very own Eddie and Ketty is in that changing rooms, and a couple of other players. And Leeds Leeds fans, I know Leeds fans a lot personally, and they've got a lot of players held in high regards that have been black. We all know about Tony Yaboa and all of these sort of man there. First and foremost, we know racial things and degrading people for how much or how much or how less pigment they have in their skin according to where they were born on this effing planet is ridiculous, people. It is ridiculous and it's it's it's, it's sad, man. This ain't gonna change. If he is dead, I need to throw the book at him and if I was these Leeds players, I can't lie, he might have to hold a one two kick in training or you know the ones there, you're doing you're working on corners, you're going up for the headers, you're feeling elbows and everything's there. Cause if he did say it, the book needs to be thrown at him. Will the book be thrown at him? Yeah, he'll probably be fined. Yeah, there's a potential ban. Yeah, he'll be condemned by both clubs and the appropriate organisations. But will anything really happen to make an example of things like this? We all know it won't. If he is that, throw the book at him. Now, now on to this young player, people. Sadly, Jonathan Leco making inroads in his career. England Youth International. It's sad to say, people, and and I, I, I don't want to say this, but young black players, it is what it is. We we just have. I'm not saying we have to suck it up in the sense that we have to put up with it. It's a part of the game. It's damn right dirty. But these things have probably happened to a number of these players just from playing for England and their and and their clubs going on tours in several other nations, and it's going to happen. All it shows is, is that that this guy is a weak individual that he has to look at your mindset. I mean, your skin color. That shows where his mindset is. That shows he's an ugly individual. And I really have to question. And now he's put how he's now he's now. Do you know what you do when you're a racist idiot? You've shown that you have a stupid mindset, a deteriorating mindset. Because from your racist and you think you're better or worse than someone purely because of their skin color, not their morals. You 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 you, you your mind's not there. It's a mental illness. It's insecure. We all think we should be somewhere and we blame things on other things, but it's, it's stupid. There's many different racists out there. And I'm not going to say and say we, we should educate racist people. There are biases, racial prejudices and things we should unlearn just as, as in society and in football. That's completely different. If you use racial slurs, you're nothing short of an idiot. You know you're being an idiot. You're trying to get under someone's skin. Now... If whatever I I want to see more things come out. Hopefully the book is thrown at him. If 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 guilty people, he has used the M word. As I get more professional, I'm trying to refrain from repeating it. But you don't know me. I have no issue repeating that word for any of you that do not get it. Just hit me up on Twitter. Moving away from that, people. In fact, not really moving away, but moving away from it. I've seen 
Benjamin Benjamin Mendy and and Bernardo Silva's things taking a kind of t- turn turn for the eh, hopefully it's a conclusion not really but a conclusion we know Pep Pep has really spoke on it we know everybody's had their say on it potentially is it a PR disaster from the club you could say yes but Bernardo Silva has been charged by the FA with improper conduct after sending a racially insensitive tweet to a teammate obviously um a statement from the governing body this this morning has read Bernardo has been charged with misconduct for breach FA rule E3 in relation to social media posts on the 22nd of September 2019 it is alleged that the Manchester City's that the Manchester City players activity breaches the FA rule as it was insulting and or improper and or brought the game into dispute people it is further alleged that the activity constitutes to an aggravated breach which is defined in FA in this FA rule as included in the reference whether ex- expressed or implied to race and or color and or ethnic origin i lost where i was people that explains that pause now bernardo has until the 9th of october um to pr- um, to respond to it in some way at this moment in time i haven't seen manchester city issue a response either um the fa guidelines state that the breach of this rule in particular would not mean a, a match ban for him and uh, not mean a six match ban as a proven offense on the pitch would so if he did use a racial slur on the pitch he'd be banned for six games by law i guess i'm interpreting this as but um he'll probably be fined he'll probably be sanctioned to an education course would be my guess uh, moving away from that and more just a i don't want to swear but a wtf moment using that acronym people i saw it as i was just looking for things potentially to talk about um Bordeaux have sacked three young players following an incident at the club's training ground which has left one academy starlet in hospital. The club revealed on Wednesday that an incident at the weekend had taken place involving four boys. Three of them were sent back into the club and were immediately sacked. The fourth was sent for medical checkups following the incident. Now, I don't want to speculate on what that happens, but that was a serious fight. I wonder what caused that, people. And... Obviously, clubs need to take a zero tolerance tolerance on players regardless of ability. But would these players? I have to say, people not an immature thing, but would these players necessarily good in the good academy prospects? Because there's always ways out of it. And now, if they were, then credit commendable to them. Because first and foremost, you have to conduct yourself as a sensible human being. I don't know the context of these lot fighting, but it sounds very serious. If a man is still in hospital, so hopefully he makes his speedy recovery or whatever happens there. But yeah, Bordeaux had to take a tough stance on that, and they did. They did exactly that, people. So shout to Bordeaux. Um, moving on, Crystal Palace are being hooked um, to prospective buyers in a deal which would value the Premier League club at two hundred and ten million. So Crystal Palace prospective buyers, people. I saw this in the City AM. Now this is copy and pasted from the City AM. It states the documents cir- circulating among bankers and seen by the City AM offers to facilitate the purchase of at least 75% and up to 90% of either single buyer either single buyer sorry people or consortium so that is a majority owner of the club that obviously opens the remaining percentage up to potential investments um, investors sorry and and all them other sort of things there um so yeah i wonder what that would mean i don't want to speculate and say new owners automatically equals big money splashing and whatnot but it would be interesting if someone was to someone like let's just say the rich owners of Manchester City or someone similar to that was to just say, Do you know what? Crystal Palace is in London. 
West Ham, they got their owners in their new stadium. Arsenal just built it. Chelsea, I know Abramovich is having his issues, but they've had Abramovich. Um, Spurs have got Levy and he doesn't really want to sell. Why not? We want to be in London. We want to do an investment in London. We want to do this sort of thing with our club. Why not Crystal Palace? They're in South. I mean, getting to Crystal Palace is a, is a trek for my people that live in North and that, but it's still in it's still in London. If they redevelop the stadium, if they splash mad money, things can happen. And what would that mean for Zaha? I mean, imagine they bought they just they, they were bought by these rich people and prospective people right now. What would be said? What would what would Zaha say? People is like just say to them, just say they said to him, listen, it's not going to change overnight, but you're our player. You've been here for a number of years, excluding the, the United thing. We're going to build a team around you. We're actually going to sign some good players. We're going to try and do this thing. I would love to see what happens there. Now, I'm just speculating from my interpretation of that, people. This could be people that don't, frankly, care for that or don't know what they're doing. They just think, F it, we've got money, why not? So, yeah, or it seems like they're drumming up interest. So, it just seems like nothing's going to happen immediately anyways, people. So, that's the end of that. Sadly, back onto the racist thing, people. Back onto the racism sort of thing and... The Lazio chairman insists that monkey chants are not racist. Lazio chief Claudio Lutito has claimed that monkey chants from supporters are not always are not always racist in the wake of widespread allegations of abuse in Syria. He insists that monkey chants have been directed at normal people too, with his belief that they are not always racist. Now people, that might have gone through some of some of you lot's heads, but Am I the only one that sees the the irony in this? Not only is he talking nonsense, there's there's clearly deep-rooted issues in Italian football with the allegations and things, and these have been here for years, but he just said normal people. What does he mean? Now, I, I'm i lost for words. What does he mean? Normal people are, are black people and ethnic people not normal. Do you see it, people? You have to be very careful with the language. It tell, That tells you everything there. That tells you it. Why was you doing lip service to say nonsense like that? I mean, I'm convinced at this moment in time, these individuals are trolling us because I know they don't think much of people with more pigment in their skin, but they're taking us for fool. Like, what is this? You just have to laugh now, people, because, I mean, again, just just lost for words how someone can think like that. But you do you, man. I mean, us, ignorance is bliss and that, man. I pity you. He said it's not always racist. He said the bull chants don't always correspond to discriminate to discriminatory or racist acts i remember when i was little people often who were not black who had normal white skin were booed by other players to discourage them from scoring a goal well obviously people people were chanting things and doing other things to discourage and call nonsense but again normal normal white skin now i'm not saying there's anything wrong with white skin clearly there's not people but normal white skin again trolling us what does this say is black skin not normal like, I pity you, man, because at the end of the day, these are, you, these duns that say this sort of thing, their wives probably just just craving, foaming at the mouth over duns like Idris Elba and Ovi from Love Island and all them sort of, man, there, and probably DJ as well. Don't get twisted. I'm I'm up there, man. Sexiest man on YouTube and that. Babyface killer and that. You see, when I get facial hair, people, it's peak, you know. It's peak. It's peak. I your barbies. But um, <laughs> on a more serious note, this guy's a clown, man. Obviously, people probably were doing monkey chants at other people, but I'm not a monkey either. No, with a black skin, with black skin's monkey, a monkey. No human is a monkey. So, yeah, man, that says more about him. When you come out and say these things, it says more about you than anyone else. So let's not give this guy any more thought, people. Moving on, and this was actually going to be in a video, but 
Odegaard, Martin Odegaard, if I haven't said his his last his first name incorrectly, seems to be finding his feet. Now I say finding his feet, but is he finding his feet or is it just completely normal of someone that's twenty turning twenty one developing? I say is it completely normal because these are the trials and tribulations they go through. With the exceptions of a couple wonder kids, you're not going to be the finished article or anything close to the finished article as a teenager. Now we know heavily profiled for his country in Norway, made his debut very young, joined Madrid very young. Everything he done in Madrid's training ground was very publicized to the point that you it heard you heard that there was discontent with some of the youth players he was with because he was exclusively training with the first team and then playing the youth teams. I don't know that how valid them claims were, but it is what it is. We all know the outlay Madrid spent relative to a teenager, not the club because it is nothing at the end of the day was a lot and it hasn't happened for him obviously Madrid have been winning Champions Leagues and there's a lot of expectation it's not necessarily a place for a young player or a teenager to develop Ceballos is on loan Ceballos was probably more equipped to life at Madrid in terms of experience Asensio the same now Asensio hasn't gone out on loan but hasn't been plain sailing for these sort of players um Arsenal have been linked with him so have Manchester City he's having a good year at Sociedad what they're technically in a Champions League space forgive me if I'm wrong um in La Liga, Ojarabold is playing quite good as well, and you'd like to think that Spanish winger is it his last season at Sociedad? I don't know, so I'm not going to speculate. But surely, people, he's just getting better and better. But Odegaard is doing his thing. In seven appearances, he's got two assists and two goals, so he's contributed to four in seven games. He's doing all right for a 20-year-old. He had a good long spell at Vitesse, uh, Vitesse, people. Now, I weren't watching him week in, week out, but he was doing his thing. And every now and again, I don't even know if he's there now, but he's up there for the, you know, all them passing stats and chances created. He is a decent player. He's a very cultured player. It's just what hasn't helped him potentially is making this move to Madrid. Obviously, Madrid, it's hard to say no, and I would have went people as well. But for me, anyways, to play for the Madrids, the Barca's and the other big clubs to a degree... For me personally, I'm going there when I'm in my peak of my powers. Because I've seen man in their peak of their powers fail. At least you have half a chance. To be a young player, unless someone's going to put their arm around you, it's going to be difficult. Because even if they want to, you we won't, I'm not going to sit here and bore you with the dynamics of football people. You lot watch football and you lot know um, the belly of the beast. And if they want to sell him, they could make a healthy profit on him. I mean, would they sell him and Ceballos people? You think Madrid... They did reinvest in the squad, so I'm not going to say they haven't rebuilt, but will they rebuild um, next summer? Because it doesn't, they might still win the league or the Champions League, but right now it's looking mad right now. So next season, will there be new management if Zidane gets the clip and they get a rebuild? I know they've spent on Zaha, but will they go for key players? To which, if they are going to go and splash out these 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 sort of key this sort of key money out here for these players, are they going to have to sell players now? Something tells me they won't sell Odegaard and Odegaard, if I'm saying his name correctly, and Ceballos. But if they sold both of them, that's a healthy outlay because they've still got Essentio and they can still bring in players. They've technically got Bell and Hammers on the wage book, so that could be four, two to four players that could potentially be clipped, or a new manager might want to use a couple of them. So for Odegaard, it'll be interesting. Does he want to crack at things at Madrid next season? Does he want to leave permanently? Does he potentially want to stay at Sociedad for another year and keep developing and stay somewhere where he's getting games? Some, something he's been starved of in his young career so far. Only he'll know and we'll have to watch that space, people. But in an Arsenal case, why not, people, if we're gonna if if, if he was linked with us and it is there is truth in it. I guess in terms of getting Sabios on loan, we'd have a decent relation with them and we kinda understand each other. Um 
we you couldn't rule out taking him on loan again i mean like similar to Ceballos. um obviously he's 21 so he would tie him with Torreira, who's not that old quindosi joe willett nelson saka and all these other teenage to mid early 20 sort of players around he'd fit in with that he'd also come with a resale value um could we potentially give an unofficial buy buyback clause to Madrid? You, you sort of things off the book to get. Similar to how Bayern Munich got got Gnabry telling us he's going for three point five million to Werder Bremen, and you had a little sneaky agreement. I don't know that to be true, but you did see them rumours, people, and there's got to be truth to that, man. That and the Zicky Fryers one when he went Spurs from United. I mean, some beaky dealings in football sometimes. But moving on from that, people. Um, what else is there to speak about? I gotta go to my other notes, people. Mm-hmm. Flip the page. Apolo- apologies for that, people. Yeah, we could touch on Arsenal versus Standard Liège quickly. I mean, there's not much to say. It's the Europa League. Um, I guess Man United will be trying to rest Pogba and stuff in their game that they're playing. But from an Arsenal perspective, we want to make it. We want to make it two wins from two in this campaign. We want the young players to go out there and play with confidence and, and all of them things there. But the quicker we get this wrapped up and mathematically clear that we're going through, the more fun we can have. And I don't want to disregard the tournament, but you'd like to think at this moment in time, you should be getting through and you shouldn't. I don't want to say not take it seriously, but you shouldn't really have to take it seriously until the latter stages. That could mean more opportunities for young players and potentially resting players. You'd like to think Aubameyang, is, I said he should have started against Standard Liège. You'd like to think he'll be rested in that game, but there's not really anyone else. Sadly, Tyrese John-Jules faces a spell on the sidelines. I'd love to see young Balogun get an opportunity or, or young Sam Greenwood um, and whatnot. But you could, even Martinelli playing through the hole, why not, man? I, I want, I'm keen to see tomorrow who, who, who he puts out there. Considering buying a late night ticket to the game, but I can't lie, people. These last this last week and a bit, I've been worked to the bone, and I'm gonna be working to the bone on Friday as well, man. And, and you know the ones there, you just feel jaded, man. Like it's long going to that. Like, I'm still gonna wa- oh, what a cross into Milan. Still gonna watch the game and that, but you you don't know going to the game, rush hour, coming back. Like Arsenal fan TV, I got going it for you lot as well. The line and opting shout out to Robbie and I love being on it, but it's just everyone's to be on it, so the line thing can get a bit mad. Just wanna come home, cup of food and get a shower, so I'll probably keep that one moving for this week. Um So there's that. Moving on, people, quick word on Pepe. I hope Pepe gets it correct at Arsenal. You should check my, again, quick plug on my YouTube stuff. I'm not going to repeat the same things, but check out my videos on Pepe. I've done a video this um, recently on him. I think he'll come good. I don't think you should write him off after six months. He's. You don't know if he's going to be like, I'd, I'd hope, I'd love to God that he, he'd be mentioned one day by Arsenal fans in the same breath as Thierry Henry, as, as Perez, as Dennis Bergkamp. But my point is, could you imagine casting these players on their first six months in the league? It'd be silly, people. It, 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 it would be silly. I know football is, is is rife with hot takes and stuff, but Pepe will come good. He does need to improve. His decision-making needs to improve. He sees he gets less time on the ball but I'm in, the, in this league. But I'm prepared to persist with him, man. I like how he takes people on. And as frustrating as him and Nelson can be, it's better than our wide options last season. He does need to pull it out. He does need to play better. But I'll think, I think Pepe will come good. Right now, it is con- I wouldn't say concerning because he's still developing. But seven games, one goal, one assist. The assist was decent, but the goal was a penalty. So not really contributed to open play and we bought him for that. Now, 
there's no escaping his price tag at the end of the day he i don't think he'll ever these players bought for that sort of money they'll never justify that but he still needs to show it i personally was seeing him at leo and i wasn't watching leo week in week out but i was when they had pepe bamba Ikone and all of these sort of players statistically at a point they had one of the youngest squads um, in 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 I think the youngest squad in Europe. Um, I don't know about now. That was a few months ago. But I've, he's still developing. He's 24 years of age. He's not the finished product. Football has gone crazy with price tags. Because for me, the finished product should be costing the 72s and things like that. But football is what it is. He's going to need to improve. And it's down to him now. It's, it's down to him how much he wants to improve and make this right. It's what he does off the field. It's what he does after training. It's what he does before training. Um, to make this thing happen. I think he'll come good. But... The man himself had a couple words to say and I thought I'd touch on them. He said, my debut, it's not been easy. We must tell the truth. I'm not good enough in my stats or my usual form. It's not the same as in Lille or during the Liverpool match early on. So he thinks he played well against Liverpool too. The confidence must come back. I'm not very worried. People may be worried about statistics, but I'm not. I have to keep going because the level is different. So is the language. It's a new championship for me. I have to adapt quickly, but it will not be long. So it's down to him, people. Um, I thought I'd offer a quick notes, excluding that, I'd quickly touch on last week's Premier League action. I mean, Spurs got away with it against Southampton. I say got away because I don't know what Louise was doing, um, people. Um, Chelsea, good little, little win. Um, good little win at home against, um, against Brighton. Manchester City, good game against Everton. And surely we've got to be looking at potentially... Marco Silva question marks people because I believe him Brighton's manager they might persist with him but Brighton's manager after what Leicester done their manager deserves their plaudits in, in Brendan Rodgers but surely you've got to be looking at Steve Bruce again Flores has just come to the Watford um, position but again Watford don't seem to be getting any better so could there be managerial changes um, rife in the Premier League it rarely happens we won't see it but there's a lot of question marks over respective futures Liverpool grinded out a good I say a good result against Sheffield because Sheffield played good guys like John Fleck putting in a shift and I know Arsenal and I, I think Arsenal on Monday we gotta go Sheffield United away with all the Steel City and the passion and things in our way form I'm not looking forward to that people I'm not gonna lie to you lot here but I expect us to try and put in at least a commanding performance people it is well it is in that regard looking forward quickly um to the Premier League fixtures this week. If you just give me a second to bring them up, people. Premier League fixtures. Come on, man, load. So Spurs have got Brighton now. They've got a bounce back. It's an early, it's an early kickoff away. They've got a bounce back. If for nothing more, pay respect the fans that that the, the very fan, all the fans, but the fans that actually stayed to the final whistle when with, with that drumming that happened. Spurs should offer to repay all the fans. Them, you know what? Part of the money or some something should get reimbursed to the, to the supporters or the players collectively should put money together and pay back the, back the fans the money, man, as I believe should happen. Newcastle, Newcastle, sorry. Um, so we'll see what happens with Spurs. But Norwich play Aston Villa. I don't want to say a relegation, a relegation battle sort of clash, but... You'd think both of them will be either scrapping to stay in the league. Norwich are probably the neutral's favourite or the people everyone wants to stay up. Villa, I think their lack of quality will see them go down. Just generally, they just don't seem... They seem to be playing well, but defensively letting themselves down. Probably go down. But we'll see what happens in that regard. Um, my opinion is not fact, so they might stay up. 
Watford versus Sheffield United. Now, Sheffield United on form. I'd actually back Sheffield United to win that. But Watford have got to win, people. Watford have got to show something. Burnley welcome Everton. Now, Everton, again, Marco Silva surely has to put in a performance. There's no shame in losing to City, but they haven't been playing convincingly. Burnley, Sean Dyche, you know what you're going to get. So they're going to make them work to get anything. Brendan Rodgers returns to Anfield. And ironically, he could be linked. To, Brendan Rodgers could be linked with a bag of clubs soon. I think he should stay at Leicester. He's achieving good things. But you've heard um, Klopp say Gerrard would be my successor in, in the future or potentially could be. Could Brendan Rodgers be given another crack? Again, I'm just trying to be devil's advocate in that regard. He is probably going to be linked with Arsenal as long as the shadow of doubt remains under Emery. His Liverpool ties probably rule out um, him ever managing United. But in terms of coaching, improving players and what he's doing and done, he might be linked with that role. He could actually be linked with Spurs if Pochettino goes. So who knows? There's a London derby in West Ham versus Crystal Palace, people. Um, that'll be a good clash on, 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 on Saturday evening. Sunday, Southampton welcome Chelsea. So we'll see what Chelsea is saying. Tammy Abraham, Abraham, Abraham sorry, has found the back of the net in the Champions League in the game that's going on now. He's in my fantasy league. So Tammy, you need to continue that at the weekend. It'd be lovely if, if Chelsea draw because everybody wins. I get my goal. Chelsea drop points. If Arsenal could win, because I'm gonna be at, I'm gonna be at the Bournemouth game, people. Um, hopefully we get back to winning ways, man. Um, Manchester City have Wolves and Wolves away and Wolves. Wolves have been kind of their form's got a bit better in recent weeks, but it's still Wolves have been disappointing this season. If if for me, I wouldn't even do the tactical drills and stuff. Obviously, I would, but I wouldn't even do the tactical drills. I'll just show them what happened to Watford, and I'll drum it into them players. Listen, you lot might not have a future here. I might not might have a job if we don't walk away with some sort of credibility. Not necessarily getting points from the game, but credibility, people. Obviously, after that, Newcastle play Manchester United. Both teams need three points. Manchester United's away form has been iffy, to say the least. I know they stop off in the Europa League, in which players will potentially be rested for that. So, we'll see what happens in that regard. Come on, Newcastle. Hopefully, you lot bounce back and do your thing. Finally, Arsenal versus Bournemouth as well will come before that on the Sunday. In fact, on Sunday, you got City, Chelsea, Arsenal and United. Four of the top six playing um, on the Sunday, people. That's quite mad. Hopefully we beat Bournemouth, man. I mean, Bournemouth got some very good technically based players. I don't need to sit here and name them all. Eddie Howes, for a number of years, has had a good squad. They should relish playing us just on how Villa have come to play us and just how our form has been. And the sense that people, weirdly, even though our form has been iffy, expect Bournemouth to lose this. Or people would, there'll be more eyebrows raised if Arsenal lose this, people. So they should kind of relish that. Um... For me, we got to be on the front foot. Name an attacking side. It's not rocket science. Have shots. Make Finally make a team this season at the Emirates. Be nervous, man. I'd say Spurs at home probably our best performance in that I can't really criticise anything in what I've seen at home this season. Um, did we play at home? I could be lying, people. I just Spurs. Let's just say the Spurs performance was my best performance. But take things from was our best performance that I like. But let's take things from that people. Now we played at home. Let's take things from that and be on the front foot. It's not right rocket science. You pass the ball into the final third and you have more shots. You have more chance of winning. Um, Brian Bournemouth do have players that will that will harm us if we take it if we don't do these things. They've got Wilson who's very good in front of goal. King does his thing they've got that rhymes they've got players that can harm us so we need to be switched on need to be switched on people They're like nothing short of that just simply need to be switched on um 
I, I would say though, if we're all gonna target any areas, I would say their centre halves. I feel their centre halves are honest professionals, but I'd say Cook in particular is quite error prone. Aki is not error prone, but it's one of them where you know you switch off, you just don't follow your runner. And I don't know for Francis is formal, if Francis is fit or whatever, or them things there. But I'd say Francis as well is someone to potentially target. I like their keeper. Is it Ramsdale? He's been doing his thing, the young keeper. But we need to get three points. We need to start winning again, people. We really need to start winning again. Because um, we've got a favourable run of fixtures now. If you look past November, sort of-ish, in December is peak for us. Look how many top six clashes we've got. So we need to fix up and get back to winning ways. But on that note, I'm not going to bore you lot, man. Thank you very much to everyone that actually stayed and persisted. man. I've got nothing more to say, so I'm going to get out of here at this point. People, it's been a pleasure, man. Make sure you check out all the YouTube content. Make sure you're following me on, me on all my socials. Yeah, man. I'll see you all soon. People, deluded. Stay safe. Thank you for watching and rocking. I'm out.